How's it going, guys? We have a medium difficulty question for pulmonary biochemistry. Step one, before we get started, please subscribe and channel. I really appreciate it. Give you a like, really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram, element underscore medical, MHL, man underscore medical, and stuff. You can tell your links to Telegram group or channel down below. Let's start the clip. Eight year old girl, she has a history of upper respiratory tract infection since birth. For the past two months, she has reported decreased sensation of the feet bilaterally. Serum LDH is elevated. I'll talk about this as we move to the question. Defect in which the following is most likely to be seen as patient. Let's just have the answer choice here. Choice A, dining arm, wrong fucking answer. Dining arm defect is going to be primary ciliary dyskinesia, aka Cartagener syndrome. So you need to know that a cilium is larger than a microtubule. So if you take a two-dimensional cross-sectional uh, view of a cilium, you're going to see a nine by two microtubule configuration. That's what it's called. If you have no idea what I'm fucking talking about, I'll link my biochemistry PDF below and you can just search dining arm. Uh, but a dining arm is a component of a cilium and you need it for proper functioning, but that's defective in primary ciliary dyskinesia, Cartagener syndrome. Cartagener is going to present as a patient where it sounds like cystic fibrosis, it sounds like recurrent uh, pulmonary infections, but the patient's gonna have dextrocardia or complete situs inversus. So they'll tell you heart sounds are loudest on the right. They'll say there's a large mass on the left side of the albumen, uh, albumen, fuck am I saying? Left side of the abdomen, implying the liver is on the left rather than on the right. So it's gonna sound like CF, but uh, that's going to be situs inversus or dextrocardia. That's Cartagena syndrome, primarily dyskinesia, dining arm. In this case, wrong fucking answer. Choice B, erythrocyte situs skeletal molecule could refer to anchor and spectrum. Wrong fucking answer. First to hereditary serocytosis, autosomal dominance, heterozygosity, okay, in anchor and spectrum bad proteins because it's autosomal dominant. They asked that on the NBME exams where they have homozygous, heterozygous. Students are confused. It's not fucking difficult. It's just AD, whereas AR in contrast would be homozygous. So you just need to know that spherocytes, normocytic, normochromic, they asked that uh, on one of the NBMEs as well. They have hyperchromic, hypochromic, normochromic, all the different sizes, et cetera. And it's normochromic, normocytic. And you're going to diagnose the osmotic fragility test, uh, or you can do ESN5 malamide. They're going to tell you uh, a kid has uh, an anemia and that the father had history uh, or the mother. They'll say uh, one of the parents has history of splenectomy and or cholecystectomy. So splenectomy is done to treat it because there's constantly high RBC turnover in the red pulp of the spleen because the RBCs are abnormal. So these patients are uh, prone to getting pigment stone cholelithiasis. So splenectomy, cholecystectomy, often part of the management. In this case, wrong fucking answer. Choice C, glucoserulocytase deficiency leading to a buildup of glucose riverside, Gaucher or Gaucher disease, wrong fucking answer. So it's a lysosomal storage disease. It's low yield, okay? So all you need to know for the lysosomal storage diseases uh, is probably eye cell disease, highest yield, okay? So eye cell disease is going to be a kid who classically has uh, coarse facial features, joint contractures, and it's failure to... Uh, phosphorylate the sixth position on mannose, so failure to make mannose 6-phosphate, which will target lysosomal enzymes from the Golgi apparatus to the lysosome. So those enzymes are going to show up in uh, the extracellular space. Instead, instead there might be high uh, plasma levels of lysosomal enzymes. That's eye cell disease, okay? Gaucher, in contrast, all you need to know is it's going to be a bone problem. 
Okay, it's one of it's a very rare cause of avascular necrosis of the femoral head. You don't have to worry about things like crumpled uh, tissue paper macrophages. Okay, back then during the numerical step one, I memorized all sorts of nonsense garbage. Wrong fucking answer. Choice D, myoneural junction. Wrong fucking answer. It's a buzzy term that refers to both Lambert-Eaton and myasthenia gravis, right? So Lambert-Eaton, it's going to be autoantibodies against presynaptic voltage-gated calcium channels can be perineoplastica small cell bronchogenic carcinoma, whereas myasthenia gravis, in contrast, you're going to have antibodies against postsynaptic nicotinic acetylcholine receptors can be a perineoplastica thymoma, and you're going to have Lambert-Eaton syndrome will, uh, the muscle function will improve with activity, whereas myasthenia gravis gets worse with activity. Wrong fucking answer. Choice C, protein folding, correct answer. Diagnosis, cystic fibrosis. They'll have protein folding as the answer, protein structure as the answer. They might have, so CFTR, it's a chloride channel that is normally located at the plasma membrane. And in cystic fibrosis, the abnormal folding of the channel causes it to become sequestered in the rough endoplasmic reticulum. Okay, so it never makes its way to the cell surface. So I've seen other distractor answers like defective membrane receptor. Students are like, well, that, why is that wrong? Well, CFTR is a chloride channel. It's not a fucking receptor. Okay, so you need to know that sweat chloride test is how we diagnose uh, greater than 60 mil equivalents per liter. Uh, it's more accurate than genotyping and allelic heterogeneity high yield for cystic fibrosis because many different mutations can cause the same disease and you can get exocrine pancreatic insufficiency so defective uh, pancreatic secretions they're called inspissated secretions inspissated means dried up or desiccated within a lumen okay dried up secretions within a lumen and we have pancreatic uh, exocrine pancreas insufficiency, so failure of fat-soluble vitamin absorption, uh, D and E in particular, okay? So they could give you bowing of the tibias for rickets in a kid, and they could give you vitamin E deficiency, which is what we have here. So vitamin E deficiency causes neuropathy, classically sensation. It's miscellaneous. Any, neuro any neurologic finding you can pretty much get in vitamin E deficiency. Serum LDH, this means RBC hemolysis. So <clears throat> RBCs are packed with LDH. And so it's to my observation across NBME exams that they love giving you increased LDH in the setting of hemolysis. Okay, students don't know what it means. So just, just know that. And then my a comment I have about vitamin E deficiency is that this isn't me trying to be creative or slick. It's to my observation, vitamin E deficiency is actually... The highest yield vitamin deficiency for cystic fibrosis on biochemistry questions on the NBME exams. Okay, and I know this because I've gone through all the NBMEs, I've organized questions in the subject specific folders, and repeatedly vitamin E deficiency shows up. Okay, so it can present as neuropathy and also uh, hemolysis due to defective protection against oxidative stress to RBC membranes. Correct answer. You know the deal. I'm just to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe my channel. Appreciate your time. That's it.